Welcome to Season 2 of Your Daily Chocolate, where you'll continue to get funny stories, clean jokes, and interviews with inspiring people. You made this podcast one of the top 25% most shared podcasts globally and top 25% most followed. Nice to know that good news is appreciated, and Patty's committed to delivering the antidote to all that negativity. Like chocolate, this podcast is meant to make you feel good, and it's good for you. Enjoy. If you've been listening for a while, you know I typically don't do episodes that are focused on business or careers or that sort of thing. I, I try to keep it upbeat, happy, things that'll make you laugh. However, I recently met Joseph Stetter, who is a resume whisperer. And I kind of thought with so many young people getting out of college and having no job experience and people losing their jobs and having to reinvent themselves to find the next position, that his tips might be helpful and hopefully make you happy. He has literally helped thousands of people get their dream jobs, sometimes just through the resume. At the very least, if all you get out of this is learning about the five cardinal sins of resume writing, then I will consider the success. Please welcome Joseph Stetter. Welcome to Your Daily Chocolate. And what a privilege to have you join me today. Thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. But let's start off with what you call yourself, a resume whisperer. What does that mean? So sadly, the majority of people in North America write very cookie cutter resumes that they have to send out hundreds, if not thousands of resumes to get results or responses. So in the process of me switching careers nine times because I did not know what I want to do when I grew up and jobs over 18 times, working in recruiting for nearly 20 years as a generalist where I've worked in pharmaceutical, finance, fintech, engineering, computer programming, and having written 10 books on the subject matter and helped over 11,000 people I figured out how to write resumes that will get you noticed and get you hired in as little as two days. Regardless of what kind of job they're going for. Regardless of the job that they're going for. Really? Yep. All right. What's the secret? No, I know you do. <laughs> no. So <laughs> I t- so here's the thing. I, here's the five cardinal sins I call them for resumes. Right. So the first one is when you use Times New Roman, Arial, or Calibri as your font, those are the default fonts on Microsoft Word. So you look exactly the same as everybody else. Okay. The second error is that you use the black dots, squares, or hyphens as your bullet points. Yeah. The third is that you have a section called skills, or, you know, I have 10 years of experience and some of that. And most people on skills write useless, fluffy stuff like I'm hardworking, dedicated, committed to play with excellent communication skills. In 20 years of recruiting, I've met very few people that say, listen, I'm lazy, I'll show up late, none of my work being good right. enough to hate people. Yeah. Please hire me. <laughs> now, unless you're related to them or having an affair with them, that you can kind of get away with that. <laughs> the fourth mistake is that most people do a, a chronological or functional resume. And part of the problem with that is that if, let's say, you were downsized because of, the, let's say, the pandemic, and you're doing a part-time job in retail right now, but your profession as an accountant, 
most employers spend eight to 30 seconds reading a resume. So they're right. looking at the top third, the top half of your resume. So all they see is retail and they already dismiss you as an accountant. So chronological is not always a guess. If you've done something earlier in your career and you're trying to get back to it, highlight that first rather than what you've done more recently. And the biggest mistake of them all is that most job seekers tend to say, I know how to do this, or I have experience with this. So I'm going to give two examples to demonstrate how bad this is, because this is the worst mistake of them all. Okay. Patty, if you need to hire a receptionist and someone comes to you and says, I know how to answer the phone, I hope you look at them in complete shock and go, really? A receptionist knows how to answer the phone. I did not know that. Because unless you live in an igloo, a cave, or choose to practice the faith of Mennonite, most people in North America know how to press the green button and go, hello, how can I help you? Right. Right. If I use another example from my own career, I can say to you, Patty, I'm a phenomenal salesperson. I know how to do B2B, B2C, account management, relationship building, lead generation. I've worked in retail. I've done door-to-door sales. I've done car sales. I've worked in private education. I've worked in uh, recruitment. I know how to do sales. I've given you a lot of jargon and I've given you a lot of words, but I haven't actually told you whether or not I, have, I know how to sell. But if I quantify, yeah. and this is a true story, I worked for a private college that before I came in did about $530,000 in sales for the year. In one month, I generated $860,000 in sales. Right. I've proven to you. Yeah. How value. No. Right. Yeah. Now, in that, if you've ever watched the movie Legally Blonde with Rich Witherspoon as Elle Woods, yeah. When she applies to Harvard and she applies for the internship, she gives a pink scented resume and everyone looks, she goes, wow, it's pink and it's scented, but they remember it. Yeah. So when you're writing a resume, add a little bit of color to your headings, change the font a little bit, change the bullets. And again, I'm not a graphic designer, but you can go to like insert text logs. You can go to bullets in Microsoft Word and choose, let's say a diamond or choose something that's a little subtle, but can make a huge difference in getting you noticed. And so Resume Whisper came out of the fact that I've helped over 11,000 people land their dream job now in as little as two days. Okay. I love all that, except these days, your resume is read by a computer algorithm. They're not going to see that you have nice looking font that you have pretty bullets or that you're using. But again, a there's ways color. to so for example, and uh, you brought up a great point. So right now, Indeed is probably one of the worst places to look for a job because okay. one job posting on Indeed will get between 350 and 5,000 applicants. Most employers look at the first hundred. So yeah. if you're 101, you're out of luck unless you know some of the following tricks. So for example, Indeed does their major refresh for the database between 11.45 p.m. and 2.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So before you go to bed, go into your resume, press spacebar anywhere on the resume and save it. The moment that you press spacebar, Indeed recognize it as a new changed resume, which means you'll actually be part of the refresh and you're more likely to be seen. So if you posted your resume in March... And we're now in July. You're on page 7,000 of the database. Nobody sees your resume. Now, the other mistake that most people make is that, again, What Color Is Your Parachute came out in approximately 1974. Mm -hmm. A brilliant book. And 
we've been taught through careers at school and through kind of government agencies that you're supposed to fill your resume with action words, like manage, direct, liaise, coordinated, and right. so forth. However, indeed, in most of the job boards, don't score that in the algorithm. What they score are the technical words associated with your profession. So if you're an accountant, you're going to put accountant, accounting, financial statements, general ledger, balance sheet, income statement, cash flow. That's what's being scored, not managed directly, coordinated. The problem is that most people fill their resume with fluff. Yeah. Like I'm hardworking. Right. Right. So hardworking is subjective because your definition of hardworking and my definition of hardworking are extremely different. Yeah. Right. So how are you measuring it? Right. Where, so the systems might not catch pretty, but again, the way that the resume is written, I want to get an employer's attention in eight seconds. Yeah. So if the information that I need is on page two, by default, you're being dismissed. And by default, indeed, you will dismiss your resume as a good match for the job that they're looking for, which is why chronological and functional are sometimes counterproductive. Unless you're in the same profession and you've progressed over time, then your most recent job would be most relevant. But yeah. if it's not, then you're hurting yourself kind of thing. Um, and so in that aspect, there is ways of beating the job board that most people don't understand and most people don't think about because something as simple as pressing spacebar and save can make a night and day difference between I've sent out a thousand resumes and nobody interviewed me. That's interesting. To I just got 10 interviews, for example. Yeah. Because you press spacebar. So um, yes, we are in a technological era, but as much as most jobs in North America say, don't call us, we'll call you, right? This is where you need a little bit of proactiveness, uh, just like Napoleon Hill wrote in Thinking Grow Ridge, where you can call in HR and say, my battery just died on my laptop when I was submitting the application. Can you please confirm that you got it? Or my internet has been wonky all day. Can you please confirm that my application went through? Or I didn't get a confirmation when I submitted my application. Can you check that everything went through? The moment that HR checks, you're first on the list, right? So if you were 101, you're now first. Now you're already on the phone with HR. You have two minutes to give your elevator pitch of why you would be an amazing candidate. Now it's not enough to say, I'm really hardworking to a community player. <laughs> give an example of something from your career that says, this is how good you are, right? A quantifiable result that relates to the job that you're applying for. And since you have them on the phone, you can start asking questions like, when are you starting to interview for this position? And if they say, let's say we're going to interview in a week, then say, if I don't hear from you, can I follow up to get feedback on my resume so that I can improve it so I have a chance the next time? So you're planting the seed that when you follow up, if they haven't liked anybody from the initial screening that they have, they'll reconsider you because you're doing something no one else is doing, which is being slightly proactive. Okay, so you've mentioned HR, and back in the day, you, way back in the day, when I started out, you would walk up to the headquarters or a company and you'd ask for the HR department and you'd sit down, you'd fill out an application and they would automatically get to see you. 
right? And they see that you're professional. They see that you're walking upright, <laughs> that you can form a, a sentence. So you here's don't, the thing. You don't get that anymore. And so how here's do you... the thing. We've become a lazier society. So I know. I had a friend that graduated mechanical engineering and most of the jobs that he was trying to apply for required five years of experience, which as a new graduate, he did not have. Right. So he, after sending a few resumes and realizing he didn't get any response, he printed out about 25 resumes, picked 25 companies that geographically were interesting, the kind of the work was interesting. He went to the first one, showed up at 9 a.m. and asked the receptionist to speak to the director of the department. She looked at him and said, do you have an appointment? He goes, and she looked at him and said, well, he's in meetings all day. And he goes, okay, great. I'll wait. And oh. he sat at reception until 2, approximately 15 in the afternoon. At 2.15 in the afternoon, the director came out and was like, okay, I understand you really want to speak to me. What, how, what can I do for you? And my friend said, look, I know you're not hiring, but I wanted to come in person and introduce myself. I just graduated as a mechanical engineer. Here's some of the projects I've done, right? I've researched your company. I would really love to work for you. Wow. Within a three-minute conversation, he was hired on the spot. Yeah. Uh, because... He did something no one else does. So right. when you say back in your day, those were the days where people knew what they were doing. And right. as much as common sense should be common, we've become a society where common sense is far from common. And unfortunately, people have become lazy and uh, disengaged. And so there's also the flip side where because of the pandemic, people have a sense of like, like I just dealt with on my recruiting side where... I need a security architect for uh, a bank and I found somebody that's currently working for another bank, uh, making about 120 a year. My client offered him 180 a year wow. with a 25% bonus incentive to come in and ask that he comes into the office once a week. And he looked at me and goes, I'm not sure if a $60,000 raise is worth coming into the office once a week. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so you have that, like, again, we're not talking every day and I understand rush hour traffic and I understand yeah. there, but I'm like, it's once a week. Right. I mean, yeah. take the subway, take like, like, you don't need to pay for parking. Just take the subway. Carpool. Your best friend. Yeah. Something. It's, and wow. it baffles me that it was just so like, nah. I'm making 120. Why would I take 180 to go to the office once a week? And I was just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. If you say so. Gonna say. So we, we've also become that generation where it's like you know, everyone wants to work from home. It's not yeah. just everyone, but you have millennials that graduate with zero experience and think that they should be the CEO of the right. company. Right. Uh, you have a disconnect with most job descriptions are very generic. So you can read any job and go, I think I'm perfect for this job. But it's because 70% of most jobs, like if I were to put an engineering job, a marketing job, an accounting job, an administrative job, a sales job side by side, if I take out the company description stuff, the actual job description, 70% of it is almost exactly the same. We need yeah. somebody with excellent communication skills. Yeah. We need someone Organized. who's a team player. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. And I'm like... Okay, I've met lots of people that have horrible communication skills by my standards, yeah. yet are gainfully employed. How does that work? 
right? Like, how are you measuring excellent communication skills? Because yeah. I've been in Toastmasters since 2003. I was, I'm always a big fan of learning more. And in Toastmasters, they teach you how to catch yourself and therefore minimize the filler words. So it sounds cleaner. It sounds better. Whereas in, I've gone to presentation where every other word is there or like, and it's that like, like, crazy. And, right. And I, sometimes I've listened to conversations, Rich, like, especially when I out learning. So like last night I was talking to this guy, like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm like, like, so like we were talking like, oh my God, I'm like, <laughs> and it's a half hour conversation where all they said is like, and oh my God, I'm like, and then at the end of the half hour, the person, the other person goes, yeah, I know. I'm like, what did you know? Nothing was said. <laughs> I yell at the TV when, when I hear those kind of conversations, like, stop saying like, oh my goodness. Right, but it, it, it's becoming in, integrated into how we speak, how we come. Like, a lot of the cell phone acronyms or texting have now made it into the English language. Yeah. I was teaching a debate class uh, for kids and I told, I showed them a funny video and the kids looked at me and was, sir, that's so low. Low? Did you just say lol? <laughs> They're like, yeah, lol. You mean LOL? They're like, yeah. I'm like, no, LOL stands for laugh out loud. It's three words, not one. <laughs> and if something is funny, it's funny or hilarious. It's not lol. But part of it is like understanding also how the algorithm is scored, understanding that there is, it's not what you've been taught for the past 30 years that's working anymore. Right. You need to stand out. You need to be, have a little personality. You need to quantify your results, right? Because we've also become both good and bad is like, I'm going to say this as a joke and both seriously. If you go on YouTube and type in cockroach whisperer, you'll find videos of guys that say, if you have cockroaches in your apartment, you can... <laughs> Call me. I'm going to have a conversation with the cockroaches and they'll leave your apartment and not return kind of thing. Right? Oh my gosh. People, okay. People pay for that. Now, in that, don't get me wrong. I think everybody that's gone through experiences and want to sh wants to share their stories should have the opportunity and should be yeah. celebrated for that. But also know what your limitations are, right? Yeah. Uh, as a kind of a resume whisperer, if someone comes to me and says, hey, I have bipolar, can you cure me because you're a great coach? My answer is no, I can't. I'm not qualified enough. I don't have enough knowledge. But if someone comes and says to me, can you help me write a letter to HR when I have a bipolar episode that these are kind of the behaviors or the symptoms or this is what triggers me so that it limits the chances of me getting fired if something happens, then yes, I can write the letter that explains it so that we can explain it from a medical perspective. We can explain it from a, a way of making sure that if you do have an episode to ask you to actually leave the room and come back 10, 15 minutes or to say certain things that can help bring you back, for example. Yeah. Right. But I'm not qualified to cure bipolars. Right. There are coaches out there that did a certificate that cost $50 and call themselves a life coach. Right. And they're the end all the be all. I was talking to a 22 year old who called herself a personal trainer and nutritionist. And I went, okay, I have a few questions. Do you, did you study kinesiology or have an education? Anatomy? Goes, no, any of that. No. None. 
I go, do you have any designations like TRX or kettlebells? And she goes, no. I said, have you trained in sports at a very high level? Uh, she said, no. I said, so how did you become a trainer nutritionist? She goes, in YouTube videos. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, so I'm going to be 46 at the end of this month. I've torn both shoulders twice. And in fact, I now have a torn labrum right now as we speak. And I'm in oh. a lot of pain. Oh, so and you who have or 22 who has no designations, no competitive sports are going to teach me like 46 years old. Having work out. Right. Yeah. Because you watched YouTube. Right. Similarly, if I meet someone who weighs, let's say, 250 pounds and is a personal trainer, yeah. my first question is, were you 500 or 400? If you're 400 and you're down to 250, I respect and admire the journey you've gone through yeah. and the difficulties you ever had to come. And I will hire you as a personal trainer. But if you're 250 because you bench press heavy, but you like eating donuts, right? You're not Don't the right me. personal training yeah. for me kind of thing. Right. And so this is where there's a level where, you know, again, no disrespect to anybody, but no, like I, I meet financial advisors. My first question is, what's your net worth? If you're right. worth less than me, how are you going to advise me on money? Right. If you're struggling to pay rent and I own a house, are you really advising me? Right. right. Then if you don't want to answer that, it's like, what is your biggest client invested with you? Because if you're starting out, again, more power for you to be in a profession you start and, educate, right, yeah. and educating people. But like, I want to make sure that you can handle, let's say, my investment. Right. Or the other question I ask is, do you know anything about derivatives, options, futures, foreign exchange, crypto? Yep. Crypto, because all that. I'm, I'm yeah. willing to take more risk. So if you don't know anything, all you have is your insurance license and your mutual fund license. I already know more than you. Yeah. Again, you might be great at the level that you're at and what you do, but at the level that I'm looking for, you might not be the correct person for me. So right. it's not you're bad. It's just a matter of know who you're speaking to. So there's right. a lot of, when you use the word self-proclaimed, oh, writing a resume is pretty easy. You just go on Google, you find a few keywords and yeah. boom, or fill you out have a, a resume. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, that's the problem. When you have people like that to charge 50 bucks for a resume and they don't know anything about the algorithm, they don't know anything about what employers are actually seeking. And then I charge significantly more than that. People go, but I paid $50 and I didn't get results. So why would I pay right. you? Right. I'm like, because I've written 10 books. I've helped 11,000 people. I've been in recruiting for 20 years. I've invested $25,000 to master that. I've earned the right to say, this is how good I am. Right. But yeah. there's a level where, again, as you're growing in life, get better mentors, get better there. But, you know, yes, if everybody could run a resume, like everybody on earth knows how to lose weight. It's not that complicated. Yeah. Eat healthier and exercise. That's darn right? it. Yeah. But <laughs> in the United States, I think the statistics say that 60% of the U.S. population is considered obese. Right. Right. So... Yet everybody knows how to lose weight. Everybody knows how to find Just a job because, yeah. because you did careers in high school. If you went to college as a career center, they helped you with your resume. But if you're not getting any jobs, then whatever you're doing is not working. And it's, you need so to Joseph, change. Some how important is the cover letter these days? 
It always says optional when you're applying online. Oh, here's Does the that thing. make in you my, stand out? In my opinion, 98% of companies don't actually read. A That's cover what letter. I thought. Okay. Yeah. However, where the cover letter can help is if you can express ideas creatively, not inside the box in terms of hardworking that I could come in a team player with that kind of communication skills. But, but one of my cover letters, I kind of wrote what I'm looking for. I'm looking for an exceptional company that's looking for an exceptional person that will produce exceptional results. I know where he's thinking. That's what everybody promises. But for me, uh, I can pull the goalie and win the game. I can play hardball, long ball, or any kind of ball that you want to throw at me. So just those sentences, if somebody actually bothered to read those sentences, it's not, hey, I think I'm perfect for this job because I have experience and I have this. Right. There's humor, there's creativity. So based on that, like one of my favorite resumes of all time was a guy that for each job he had, he wrote interesting observation about that job and additional interesting observations. So for example, one of his jobs when he first started his career was to be a cab driver. Okay. So under interesting observation, he wrote, did you know a cab driver's diet consists of cigarettes, donuts, coffee, and chips? Oh, I- and then additional observation was, did I mention a cab driver's diet is cigarettes, donuts, coffee, and chips? I found that in letter. So like he worked for a restaurant and under the interesting observation from the restaurant, he said, once had a patron come in and ask me if we stock albino zucchini. And I was like, that is the most random thing I can right. read. But from a perspective of, let's say, hiring somebody from marketing, Without talking to this person, I get how creative this person is. Right. Right. Because his resume made me laugh. Yeah. So I already had a, I'm dying to talk to this person because his resume was unique kind of. Yeah. So the cover letters are there because again, some of the, depending on whether or not they have a newer applicant tracking system or an older one, the older ones are still ranking like did you say that you're hardworking that you're committed team player or manage directly is and how many times you quote unquote said that whereas in newer ones again it's there more for personality if you've put a little bit of effort into your resume by adding some color to you and font quantifying the results that you produce you won't need the cover letter again depending on the role because some roles that are more creative the cover letter is an opportunity to tell a story. If you have a big gap, like you were taking care of your parents because right. like my father passed away from cancer. So there's a level where the cover letter gives you an opportunity to explain the gap where yeah. it's not, we're holding it against you, but more of it's an empowered signal. Kind of, yeah. Right. But realistically, very few people, very few companies have the time to read a cover letter. Like, as I mentioned earlier, on Indeed, one job posting gets between 350 and 5,000 right. applicants. Right. Given that 25 million people are about to lose their job in the United States. Yeah. That number is probably going to quadruple. Yeah. So do you well, honestly think that they're reading the cover letter? No, I don't. I, I often wonder, though, whether if you don't include it, whether you automatically go in a don't consider pile because you didn't put the effort in. Again, everything is relative. Yeah. Right. So if your resume stands out, 
No. Yeah. But again, it's one of those, just like everybody applies online. And by default, when you go to most employers, the first thing they ask is, did you apply online? Right. Right. So apply online and then go there in person. Yeah. Right. Because then they can't default go away kind of thing. Right. And I teach when I teach people that are especially younger, that are, let's say, looking for a retail job, go apply online, go in person, speak to one of the managers. Yeah. Even if the manager says, sorry, we're not hiring. Like, okay, I just want to introduce myself. Come back a week and a half later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Speak to the same manager. I told you we're not hiring. Well, I just wanted to come show you how interested I am. Come back a week and a half later. If you come back two or three times to the same (laughs) employer, to the same manager, trust me when I say the manager will find a position for you because- Coming back. Yeah. No, it's not that they don't want you. There's the 80-20 rule. Yeah. Right. That basically 80% of your productivity comes through 20% of the people. Yeah. So the manager's going to go, this person's come back to me three times, four times. Clearly they want to be here. Maybe I'll get rid of this person that's not doing anything here and bring somebody on board that actually wants to perform for the team. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Like different perspective. Yeah. And we're kind of coming to the end, but I did want to talk about sort of funny interview stories and and I'm sure that success you have a Success or failure? Few. I'll give you a success or failure. Which one would you like her? Well, I know one that, that I had that got to the end of the interview. And you know how they always ask, do you have any further questions? And so I asked the gal, do you have any further questions? She goes, yes. And I thought, oh, good. She's prepared. She said, so let's say you and I are sitting on your back porch and we're drinking bottles of wine and you get a little sloppy. And then I ask you, tell me really what you think about this job. What would you tell me? And I thought that was the weirdest question. <laughs> and right that away I thought- That's not even going to come close to my weird story. Okay. Or so. She did not so, get the job because I thought- uh, So how PG would you like of a story? PG. This, this is okay, a family-friendly so, podcast. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to do AA, not necessarily PG. Okay. Okay. So- I had a client that was one of the biggest in the market for like photocopiers. Needed a senior account executive, base salary of $150,000, $150,000 in potential commissions. Okay. okay. The HR manager was one of the most stiff, rigid, proper women I've ever met in my life. When okay. I say stiff, rigid, proper, I'm talking like British proper, like the button shirt up to their chin. Mother Perfect Superior. Posture. Yeah. Yeah. You're a sense of humor. <laughs> I found them a candidate that worked for one of their direct competitors. Okay. Spent an hour with this gentleman saying, under no circumstances, crack any jokes with this one. Just be strictly professional. Okay. Okay. First question of the interview, she asked him, what motivates you in life? Oh boy. His answer verbatim. Sex and money in that order. And then oh. proceeded to give her the gun and the wing. <laughs> he did not listen to you. <laughs> Needless to say, the interview was done after one question. And then she yes. called and yelled at me for an hour and a half for sending somebody so dumb. That was stupid. He must have known that he didn't want the job. And it no. Was... Again, it's a $300,000 job. But it's just cool to show common sense is not so common. Right. That's right. Uh, yeah. 
Well, Joseph, uh, we will make sure to put in the show notes how to contact you. I think you said josephstetter.com. Yeah, Center everywhere, josephstetter.com, and that's the, the best way to contact me. Okay. Before I let you go, I always finish with uh, some rapid fire questions. So are you ready? Sure, please. We'll see if we can get through this. <laughs> you participated in a Guinness World Record for what? It was the most authors signing the same book at the exact same time. Oh, interesting. Okay. I know you also taught high school. What is one thing that your high school students taught you? There's an expression that says, or there's an adage in English that says, the moment you stop learning is the moment you start dying. I try to believe in that and everything that I do in life, because even as a resume whisperer, there's always something I can learn. All right. You're a Canadian. What does Canada do better than the U.S.? Healthcare. Okay. <laughs> All right. What leader do you admire the most? I think that's a, a very loaded question. My father passed away 10 years ago. I've always admired and respected him. I think of myself as a leader. I have five different mentors. I read books for, or and go to self-development courses like Tony Robbins and yeah. Andrew Bouchard. So it's not one. I think it's Many. the timing and what it is that I'm learning at that moment. Perfect. that I can apply to myself. All right. And because this is called your daily chocolate, what's your favorite chocolate? Probably Cadbury and caramel. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joseph, for joining us. I think you've given some great tips. Usually we don't concentrate on kind of career type topics, but you certainly make it interesting and fun. And I think people will learn a lot from this. So thank you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, even if you're not looking for a job and polishing off your resume, I'm sure you know somebody who is. So be sure to share this episode with them. At the very least, the five cardinal sins of what not to do on a resume. Be sure to join me next week. I've got Kevin Hoover, and his story is going to inspire you. After his four-year-old beat cancer, he literally sold everything. House, car, belongings bought an RV, and he and his family spent 15 months exploring the country and getting a little bit of that life back that they lost going through cancer treatments. You're going to love it. Until then, enjoy. Enjoy.